Welcome to another episode of The Plant Podcast, the number one podcast focused on emerging industrial thin client technology and manufacturing visualization. My name is Brian. The Plant is brought to you by Thin Manager Software, the global leader in thin client management and industrial mobility solutions. Thin Manager is a Rockwell automation technology. After quite an extended pause from our monthly schedule, The Plant Podcast is back for another episode. This episode is a great one. We were joined by Nick Nepic, Senior Commercial Engineer for the Thin Manager team at Rockwell Automation. Having Nick and his expertise on the show gave us a chance to dive deep into the new container technology in the latest Thin Manager 12.1 release. Hey everyone, welcome to The Plant. We have a great show lined up today as I am joined by Nick Nepic, Senior Commercial Engineer at Rockwell Automation. Nick is part of an elite Thin Manager crew that teaches, trains, and knows the Thin Manager platform like the back of their hand. Nick, thanks so much for joining the show today. And before we jump into questions, tell us a little bit about Nick. Tell us how you came to be one of, one of these foremost experts on Thin Manager. Hi, thank you so much for uh, having me. Um, well, I just want to kind of introduce myself. Uh, so I grew up in Michigan on a farm. I always had a passion for computers. So that kind of translated to me studying computer engineering at uh, the university, Western Michigan University. Inter- interned at a uh, tier one automotive supplier in Michigan. And that exposed me to the world of automation I didn't even know existed. Um, I did IT desktop support there, domain computing environment, printer maintenance, and then I transitioned to controls engineering, networking. Uh, I maintained a lot of the computers on the plant floor, the PCs that we use to run production, that test things. And uh, so that's where Thin Manager would have come in handy, and maybe we could get that later. But uh, just really kind of a cool experience. Lots of uh, Rockwell automation products were used there. So control logics, controllers, factory talk view, machine edition, panel views, asset center, strack switches. So I, I was working away, um, graduated, became an engineer there. And an RE recruiter, Rockwell automation recruiter, reached out to me via LinkedIn. And he asked, hey, would you be interested in interviewing for a tech support role in our Tech Connect group? I'm like, sure, why not? You know, I wasn't too serious about the job. I said, yeah, shoot, let's go for it. So uh, interviewed, really liked the people I interviewed with, became really interested in the job. So I moved out to to Ohio and into the Mayfield Village area. It's Cleveland area. And I uh, joined the Tech Connect group. And right when I was hired in was actually the same time that everybody in the uh, Tech Connect group was trained on Thin Manager and how to support it. Um, as you know, that Rockwell Automation acquired the manager uh, three or four years back. And so uh, that was kind of our first uh, journey into supporting the manager as an organization and bringing more people on to do that. And I, I just love the product from day one. It's just a great product. Really have a passion for IT. Um, you know, pretty soon in a couple months, I became really proficient with it. Um, and, you know, I, I helped hundreds of customers across the globe and 
various industries, you know, food and beverage, water distribution, um, you know, consumer products, things that, that we need, pharmaceuticals that, that support life. Just really has been eye-opening to see how you use the manager. It's really fun to kind of uh, to see the different setups and, and how you push the limits on multi-monitor and, and all the different devices you connect to it. Oh um, yeah, no. Right. It it seems like when when a lot of people too when they when they see the manager, it's like it's like a light goes off. You know, they're they're hooked in a lot of ways, and and I oh, I found it very cool to see how different customers are using it. You know, for whether whether it just be visualization purposes, let alone serving up the other content that they need to control production or whatever. Um, it's some really cool stuff. Let me ask you. Uh, you know, you, you said you grew up on a farm. How'd you get so into technology? Did you guys use a lot of technology on the farm? Not really, not on the farm. Um, but, you know, the funny part is my dad, he was kind of a visionary. He's like, you know, the future is going to be computers. So he bought us a computer of Windows 95 on it. That was my first experience with a PC, aside from the Atari, but we won't go there because yeah. that, you know, reveals my age. But, <laughs> We had the Atari and then we had a Windows 95 PC and uh, it's just something that I kind of really, you know, gravitate towards and, and love kind of playing with. Yeah, I can so, I can actually one up you there because I think the first computer in my house was the Apple II um, there you and go. then the Apple IIe. So uh, I think I, I might have a couple of years on you there, but uh, <laughs> I totally understand my dad was the same way. So yeah, well, that's I cool. Mean, yeah, you, sorry, go ahead. I, no, I was just going to say that you, you don't, I guess you don't hear a lot of engineer stories that started with, yeah, well, I grew up on a farm. So, you know, it could have been the lack of technology too. Maybe I just needed to do something else than, you know, go out and take care of a bunch of goats and kick dirt. <laughs> does your, but, does your family still have a farm? They do. Um, it's not as big as it used to be. Um, I think we used to have 20 to 30 goats. And now, now it's just like a couple goats. It's like a handful of sheep, um, a horse, a donkey, some chickens. So I guess we just replaced the goats with other animals and cats and dogs and in, yeah. you name it. Yeah. Probably happens. That, that sounds yeah. pretty normal. I, I always joke my, my dad actually had a, uh, had a, a pig farm in Oklahoma and I didn't even know he had it until he sold it. Oh my goodness. And then I found out that he had inherited this farm and was renting it out and, you know, for, for years and years. And then they decided to sell the farm. And I was like, what, what farm? What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, so you never got to visit it or did you no. end up going out there? No, I never got to see it. No idea. Oh, I just know man. it's somewhere in Oklahoma. And of course it's not ours now. So it'd probably be kind of strange if I showed up and, A uh, bit. So, so yeah, just, the, you know, the farm got sold, literally sold the farm and, uh, I was none the wiser. So, you know, speaking um, of farms, the managers use with dairy farmers, I mean, with uh, milk producers. So I've support a couple of customers using the manager there. Very unexpected for me, but yeah, we, we actually have a success story on the website about, uh, a dairy industry using thin manager, um, that you could. If you haven't seen it, you know, it's, it's a good read. I will have so. to look at that. Well, let me, uh, you, so let me jump into the question. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, really, 
to talk about uh, one of the biggest features in 12.1 and Thin Manager 12.1 for all of our listeners is now available for download on, you can just go to thinmanager.com. But one of, if not the biggest feature in 12.1 is the expansion of the container host and uh, just container technology that we've put in the Thin Manager. And so the real question is, you know, I know we, we're using the Docker uh, framework, if you will, but uh, what does a, ho- a Docker host do? And can you give us kind of a brief overview of what containers are and, and why they're important in Thin Manager? Yeah, I'll do my best to kind of impart what I understand of it as I've been playing around with it for the past half year. But there's really two types of Docker hosts. You can do it on a Thin Manager terminal where you're literally running the, the container host on the terminal with the manager firmware, or you can do it on a Windows server or a Linux server. So okay. terminal or server. And what Docker containers are, they're just isolated, lightweight, customized Linux VMs, virtual machines that run an application. So with the manager, we have four. Firefox, Chrome, Firefox with Citrix, and Chrome with Citrix. Okay. So our developers have put together these four image packages that you can download with 12.1. In fact, they come bundled with it. And you can push them out to thin clients. And they just run locally on the thin client, which is the best way to do it, honestly. And so if you have a web-based application or Citrix application you want access from a terminal without using remote desktop services, it's a great way to go. Um, doesn't require licensing, doesn't require remote desktop services, CALs, the RDS CALs or the licenses for each user or device. It's just really a, a neat um, and a very futuristic approach, I think, to, to serving content. So so not only are you, you know, using, I guess, less resources from the server, but you're you're using some of the built in compute power of the thin client as well. Absolutely. Yep, we're we're moving some of the load from the server back to the thin client, but we're removing the need to manage the OS on the thin client because that's done for you. Um, traditionally, the reason why we go from you know the the client to the server is because well the overhead of maintaining a Windows PC is is great. It takes a lot of engineering time. If it fails, it takes a long time to replace. With a container, if you lose power or if your fork truck runs over the terminal, terminal replacement isn't going to take hours. It'll take a few minutes to boot up and, and load the firmware and then the container, and then you're yeah, back and in that, business. And that's always been one of the, the core strengths that thin clients in general, you know, and the power of thin manager is that easy terminal replacement. Absolutely. Um, now, and you can still do because it's browser based and, and the container itself is, is browser based, you can still do the same like kiosk mode and the same things you could do using an RDP connection, but do it through the container. Yes, you can pass parameters through the, um, the initial web page. And I think kiosk mode is one of the options. I haven't tried it. But I've okay. tried other things such as running YouTube videos and looking at the memory usage on those. Yeah, you know, we, I, 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 I was going to say one of our uh, partners, uh, Contact, did a video uh, not too long ago. It was talk, the, the gentleman that was doing the video talked about, you know, within manager in general, being able to do stuff like, like put on a, a Premier League soccer game 
you know, for, for the team to watch while working as an overlay. And I, th- I thought, man, that's, that's interesting. I've never tried that before, you know, but, but again, like we were talking about before, just seeing what some of our customers are able to do with the content delivery. That's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you can run 4k monitors with the manager. I'm not going to say that you get 4k quality with the videos that you run on containers. Yeah. Uh, but you can see them, you can hear the audio. It's, it's not the main main draw of them. I think the main draw is that they're lightweight. They can run sessions of web-based HMIs and MES systems. And you can do Citrix content, which was traditionally pretty hard to do with the manager. That's very cool. Well, in, in your opinion, I mean, just kind of what you touched on, I mean, this technology in Thin Manager, you know, how does it expand Thin Manager's versatility in the industrial Thin Client market? I, I think that just just like I said, it's great for the web browser content. Um, it's kind of the future of the manager, in my mind, because we can add more containers down the road. There's more than just Chrome and Firefox in, in the Docker world. These are Docker containers. So in theory, we could do anything that Docker supports or anything that, in theory, Linux supports with these containers, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, that, no, that's pretty huge. I, I know when we started out, like when version 12 came out, you know, you had like a, a proper Docker host server. And and it seems like we've already come quite a quite a ways from that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Docker host server is, you know, it's a cool thing that you can do that. I don't really see the value of it as much as being able to run on the thin client, to be honest. The thin client's yeah. really the magic. Um and, and I say that just because there's complications sometimes when you're installing the Docker host on your IT managed server with group policies and things don't work or the network blocks certain things and it can become a mess. But yeah. when you put on the thin client, it's all managed by us. It's on our firmware. It's in a perfect environment and sandbox. So it, it really can't get disturbed by a lot of those uh, constraints you see from the security side of the IT world. Yeah, well, and you still have the built-in security with Thin Manager and the Thin Client in general, so it's kind of it's kind of the perfect storm. Absolutely, yeah, it's its own well, sandbox, so nothing can really talk to it except for the content on the web, you know, the web app, right? Um, and even if something did get into there, like let's say that I got infected with a virus, you reboot, the virus is gone, right? So I I don't ever see that happening, but that's the beauty of I guess the Thin Manager technology is that. If you have to recover, it's quick. Right, right, always. Um, well, you know, from the the Rockwell automation side, from the portfolio items that that Rockwell has, um, how many of those? And I don't know if you've tested them all or anything, but you know, from from both the Rockwell automation portfolio items as well as as third party, do you have an idea of of how many? currently can be delivered or, or how many you've tried? Yeah, I, I don't know of any restriction on any Rockwell automation product that can run on a PC. And even products that run on panel views uh, can be delivered to Thin Manager if you have a VNC server enabled on the panel view. So in my mind, I don't think Thin Manager really has a limitation. If it could run on a PC, a Mac, a Linux machine, a server, we can probably get to it. Right. Um, the, the real advantage is, can it be run with web-based content 
or can it be run in remote desktop services? Because that's where you really start to see the savings is when you could run multiple things on the same computer. So if you have an application that's not optimized for remote desktop services, then you have to have a one-to-one relationship. You have to have one PC per operation station. And that's kind of the old way of doing it. Right. The new way of doing it is let's put multiple people on the same thin client or the same uh, remote desktop server so we can share hardware resources and manage it centrally. I gotcha. Yeah. But sorry, I didn't really answer your question, but what have we tried on, on uh, the manager and thin clients, uh, asset center, studio 5,000 factory top view site edition. We have people running machine edition on, believe it or not on the thin manager, you can do the uh, ME station software but that is one that's limited by a one-to-one relationship. So you'd have to do like a one, one VM with Windows 10 on it per application. Can have multiple right. on a remote desktop server being shared. Uh, I, I just, I can't think of one that you really can't share. I think I've even heard people do RSPU 32, which is, you know, one of those older HMIs and it works. It's a yeah. miracle, right? Um, yeah, we, we don't hear, I mean, you know, looking at support tickets and stuff, we definitely run into people having problems, but it, it almost always is kind of, not always, but but there's definitely a lot of things where people run into a party, uh, a problem trying to serve up content. And a lot of times it comes down to an IT rule, something restricting the content as opposed to the content itself. Right. That, that can definitely be a challenge. Um, and I mean, that's one of the challenges with bridging the ITOT gap um, is, well, how much does IT encroach on my OT network and how much should I integrate my OT network with my IT network? Or well, I and I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. It kind of how, you know, as we introduce this container-based, you know, application delivery, like how much more does that bridge that gap between IT and OT? I think Citrix is the key there. I I really think that there's a lot of customers, and this is what drove the, the development of the Citrix containers, the, the Firefox and the Chrome containers with Citrix embedded. There's a lot of customers in the IT world that are using Citrix to deliver their content. And historically, it's been, it's been a little bit challenging to use the manager to get access to that content. With containers, we now have the Citrix workspace client embedded in the container. So when you go to the, the web browser, you can navigate to your storefront page, and then you can click on the app you want to run, and then it opens up a Citrix session with that application. It's I've tried right it on within, our network. It works great. Um, yeah, right within the container. Use, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I, no, I just said right within the container. You know? Yeah, right within the container. Um, if you have two networks, it even works with dual NICs. So you can have one one network card on you know your OT network and one in your IT network, which is what I had to do to get it to work in our Rockwell environment. And it, it worked without any additional configuration other than adding the second network module on the terminal. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and for the listeners, um, uh, Nick actually has a video on our YouTube channel uh, if you go to the Thin Manager YouTube channel, uh, specifically about the containers and using Citrix within the containers, that's that's really good and uh, and explains quite a bit and kind of gives a, a hands on like here's how you do it because you get well you get to see you do it. So, um, I you know let me ask you this is 
I mean, you talked about containers kind of being, you know, the future. Can can containers replace remote desktop service deployments? Not really. It depends on which application you're using, honestly. So if it's factory top view site edition, not really, because the client runs on Windows. If yeah. you're going to use exclusively factory top viewpoint, yeah, I guess you could run away with containers and use web-based content. Uh, but for those customers using MES systems that are web-based, um, I, I'm thinking of Ignition is all web-based or can mm-hmm. be web-based. Those kind of HMIs that are optimized for HTML5 browsers are really great to to use with containers. Well, and I think that kind of answers my next question because I was going to ask, you know, when of our existing customers who are maybe using older versions of Thin Manager and thinking about upgrading, you know, when they should consider using containers. But it sounds like just that if you have a lot of web-based HMIs or applications or Citrix or something like that, then, you know, it, it would be advantageous for you to make that move. Absolutely. And it's not to say that you can't have both. You can have a display client with your container and you can have an RDS display client running side by side, you know, multi-monitor with RDS on one monitor and container on the other. And we've done that. You could do virtual screens. You could do tiling. It acts just like any other display client you're used to. That's great. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when you set up the, uh, the, the display clients and then manager, you just choose your poison and then manager will serve it up as you need. Yes. Well, so, um, I think, you know, I think we've touched on it, but I, but the last question I was going to ask is, you know, what is the easiest way for customers to get started using containers and thin manager? But I think we kind of already focused on that a little bit as far as, you know, get in with at least the manager version 12, 12.1 obviously expands upon that container stuff. Um, is there like for, for people that maybe have more in depth questions, is there a way to find out more or I, I guess your opinion on, on the easiest way to get started using containers and thin manager? Yeah. So I guess before you get started with containers, if you want to try the containers on the terminal, I would just make a note, the hardware that you need is a little bit more, you have to have hardware that can support containers, meaning you need a thin client with at least four gigabytes of RAM, and it needs to be able to run firmware 9.2. So those are the bare minimum requirements. If you have that, I would say run with it. Download ThinManager 12.1 from our downloads.thinmanager.com. And if you don't have a license, you can go to the licensing.thinmanager.com create a free account, make a 30 day demo code and, you know, go to town, play with it. You can download a container to it. Um, the containers, like I said, are bundled right with the setup for 12.1. So you don't have to install anything or download anything additional to the actual 12.1 installer. It should all be there for you, ready to go. And yeah, for information, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but for, for information on how to do it, Look at our Thin Manager 12.1 user guide. It has a really good chapter on containers or section on containers and talks about from start to finish how to configure, deploy a container. And of course, the video that you mentioned too is is, is a kind of an overview of how they work too. Yeah, we, we just so everybody knows, we we have a couple of different uh, videos on the uh, the YouTube channel that explain a little bit deeper. And and like Nick mentioned, we've the the user guide. 
um, is is a great resource in the manual section of the manager, along with you know, we've got you know plenty of other stuff and you know um, it, resources that you can find on on how to do this stuff. And uh, you can ask always ask a question through through the uh, the help desk as well. Um, is is very very easy way to get more information on stuff. Absolutely. So, well, so that, that's really all the questions I had for you. And, uh, you know, just a simple thank you for coming on and talking to us about this. I know everybody's really excited about about the container technology, and it's it's really been a focus for a little while, and I think it'll continue to grow. I uh, just installed 12.1 myself the other day, and and just what you were talking about, you can see the the container modules in there and, and what's available for you. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to get started on it because I haven't had much of a chance to play with it myself. So that's that's exciting for me. And um, you know, other than that, you know, thanks for coming on and joining us and, and talking with us a little bit. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Brian. Very cool. Well, if any of our listeners have a question for Nick, um, you can actually find his contact information on the Contact Us page of ThinManager.com. If you like this episode, please click the subscribe button and subscribe to The Plant for a monthly discussion on emerging automation technologies. For more information on ThinManager, please visit ThinManager.com from any of your devices. I'm your host, Brian Harned, and we hope you can join us next time on The Plan.